Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to season two. I am so, so excited. Um, And I wanna say thank you so much for your support. It really does mean the world to me. I don't know if I could express it in any um, really like accurate way that portrays how grateful that I am. Um, But I wanted to start season two out by just kind of like talking and going over some stuff with you guys. Cause I think that that's important just to like set some logistics and then also talk a little bit about mental health and kind of do one of those mental health updates um, with just me. So firstly, I wanted to talk a little bit about the schedule. So the schedule is kind of changing. I think for right now, what I'm going to be doing is posting every other week um, because I think that that allows me to also be a student and still be a child, but also like produce good content that I feel like you guys would actually like and um kind of going along with that I'm starting to upload these videos to YouTube and hopefully working on um a visual thing throughout season two so that there's a visual version of the podcast and that that will take more time to edit so I want to make sure that I'm getting the best quality out to you guys and kind of going along with that and along with the schedule I'm thinking of maybe um once a month doing a episode with just me which is totally fine if you guys don't (laughs) like that you can just let me know um because I do want to hear your feedback and I love hearing what you guys think about the podcast but if that were the case I would probably be uploading three times a week I mean three times a month sorry like I did last um season and having that one week at the end of every month where I don't upload and kind of just work on things but I'm totally open to whatever and I love love hearing feedback from you guys and hearing what you think and one thing that I think is also really important is every time I think that I reach out to somebody they always think that they don't really have a story to tell and that is so baffling to me like I understand I guess from like an internalized perspective but it's so baffling to me because I think that if you were to ask them about somebody else, of course that they would say that that person has a story to tell. Of course they would say that any other person has a story to tell but not themselves. And I think that that is so interesting. That's one of the foundations of this podcast is because everybody does have a story and everybody does have such an important voice. Um, And especially young people, you know, going back to the foundation of the podcast being age, it's not just young people that this podcast is focused about but I think that that is one of the biggest things is giving a voice to young people who aren't always getting to be heard and on issues that we are so often undermined about um there's so many things I mean especially with the series at the end of last season about religion young people do not get a voice about that because I think that we are often seen as um not not the expert and we don't necessarily have to be the expert but I think that we're knowledgeable and I think that if you're living the experience in a certain culture in a certain um religion in a certain anything you know you your anecdote is such important evidence of of what's going on and how it's emerging in culture and so 
I just, I think that that's important. And I want all of you guys to know that you have an important story. And that kind of also feeds into, if you ever want to reach out and be on the podcast, we can totally talk and work that out. Because I think that that is, it's such a wonderful community and collaborative atmosphere. And I just, I want you guys to feel that too. And I hope that you do. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for your support in that. And I'm, I'm so excited for the future of this podcast. I really am. And I'm so grateful. And kind of moving into more of the mental health aspect and more of the episode itself, I wanted to talk going into 2021 about this piece of advice that I got that has been really, really challenging and really, really convicting for me, and it can feel hard to follow through on at times, um, but that I think is it's so important. And it's, tr- it's really what I'm trying to take with me into 2021, and the piece of advice is give others the freedom to misunderstand you. And kind of unpacking that, the way that I think about it at least, is give others the freedom to misinterpret you, to kind of have that one alone um, thought of you, maybe from one experience, or just misunderstanding you from something that you post on social media or something like that. And there is a caveat of like, of course, be the best person that you can be. And of course, you know, love others first. And of course, um, be accepting, be loving in every way. But I think that this to me centers so much on placing all of your value in what others think of you, which is something that I know for me has been the biggest struggle throughout my life. I have placed my worth solely in the hands of others around me and of what they think of me and of validation and recognition. And I think that it's interesting because I think that not just for me, but for other people, like from an outside perspective, me looking at other people, sometimes when I see people doing that, it projects almost as a thing of arrogance. And yet I'm able to see within myself, it is not, not at all arrogance. And then it comes from this place of insecurity and this place of having, feeling as though you don't have any inherent worth. And I think that this, this give others the freedom to misunderstand you really is that and it is it is that freedom because if you you allow other people to have that misinterpretation of you and you you can totally try to go back and talk to them and help them understand I think that that's beautiful um having having those conversations with people and I, I mean you know it's kind of like the thing that we've always heard about having conversations with people who you disagree with or who you have wronged and going and apologizing and explaining where you were at I think that those are all so important and those are convicting things in and of themselves and challenging things in and of themselves. But this, I think, goes beyond that. It's like once you have done those things, give those people the freedom to misunderstand you. So even if they don't forgive your apology, even if they don't really see eye to eye with you, even if they don't fully understand everything, that you are not plagued by that. That You know that you've done what you can do to really envelop them and try to explain who you are to them but giving them that freedom to misunderstand you. And I think that for me, this complex around self-worth has been something that has been so, so challenging. I think that there's so many times, especially with social media, not that I am like going to harp on social media and be like, it's this awful thing, but there are definitely downsides. I think when I've been at really low places with my self-worth in my life, I feel like it's so easy to just you know, like, post an Instagram picture and receive this instant validation, and it's kind of like this, this little pick-you-up, you know, and I think that that's not, that's not 
a hot take. That's not new news. But I think that it is it's so damaging, not only because it's this fleeting thing and it's really superficial, as we all know, but I mean, because it come it becomes like this drug and you keep coming back to that and you're never fully going to find fulfillment there, which again, I think is it's something that we know, but it's still it's still so easy to do and so dangerous and so tempting. And I think, I don't know, I think it's it's caused this atmosphere within me of losing my identity in myself. And I think that a lot of that also comes with being on the internet so often. I think that we read things so often that we can take them as our own opinion. And I think that that's concerning because I see it within myself. It's hard for me to always discern what I believe from what I've read, you know, and to really feel like I'm I'm doing fact checking and appropriate and like research about what I believe because it's so easy to read these things and just immediately assume them and it becomes very very difficult to separate what you're reading from fact sometimes and also just from your own opinion and kind of moving along with that I think that with everything that's happened so recently in my own community being in Nashville with things such as the bombing and then also things going on in the country such as um, the stuff with the Capitol and Congress and all of that I think that it's really easy to feel burned out and that's something that I don't mean just in the sense of news although I do definitely mean it in that sense too because in our generation I think that we've grown up so hyper exposed to everything that's going on in the world which in some senses is great that we have all of this access to knowledge and information that our parents didn't have but it also can feel really numbing because I know for me and for a lot of people that I've talked to when all of these things have gone on it's like there's there's definitely been that sadness and that anger and that pain but there's also this sense of numbness I think and and just feeling as though it's not expected but also not very surprising and I think that that is a scary place to be in and I think that it's really hard to know when to step back but also knowing how to stay engaged even within that but even beyond just the news cycle and things going on in that sense I think that New Year's for me has really been a time where I'm trying to assess where I'm at and trying to assess what I'm passionate about um, and trying to assess what areas that I feel like I'm burned out in and I think that it's really, really easy, especially throughout quarantine, to do the do just that, burn yourself out, and to keep yourself busy to avoid hard things. And that is something that I have been convicted on by so many friends. And not only just friends, but I think I, I've seen this just so much in the ways that it's, it's affected my relationship with myself. And I mean quarantine was a very difficult time for me and has been a very difficult time for me because there were hard things that happened at the beginning of the quarantine or just around that that really really affected my mental health and that really made me feel isolated um with within this already like all-encompassing isolation that was quarantine and beginning that especially in the beginning where it was very very tight not that it shouldn't be tight now but but I think that it was especially tight then and I think that I never really switched off of work mode and I never really allowed myself that time to delve into the hard things um, and and what all of that meant 
And I think that that is something that is is so dangerous in in the ways that we common commonly say it, such as like you know things are going to snowball and things are going to fester, but also just because you're going to burn out. Because if you're coming from this place of you're not having any fuel to burn to continue going, then there's there's no way that you're going to last long, and there's no way that you're going to be able to wholeheartedly pursue what you really want to pursue. And I think that that's something also that I've seen myself doing so much as kind of putting in the necessary effort and really doing things to a level that I think are good, but that are not great and that are not to the level that I should be because I'm just trying to keep myself busy and I'm just trying to stay afloat, keep my head above water and fulfill all of the things that I think I need to fulfill. And I think that that's really, really challenging right now. I mean, I know for quarantine... A lot of people have said that there's been so much free time, but I think that for me, I I never allowed myself to have that. And I know that that's true for a lot of people. It's it's the sink or swim feeling of like, I have to keep being productive. I have to keep pursuing what I'm expected to pursue or I'm going to be wasting this time, you know? And so it's, we branch out, we try to spread out, we try to do so many different things. And I think that for me and for a lot of people that I know, it, it's led to this just hollow feeling and it's led to this feeling of I, I don't even know myself and I think that that is something that is so so common and it goes back to what I was saying earlier on of when when your identity is so based on validation and recognition and doing what you feel like is necessary you don't have that knowledge of yourself and you don't have the perception of when it is too much and when it is difficult um, like I know for me taking on this podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a while and I think that that is something that has been great but I think that there's so many other things that I've been trying to do and so many other adventures that I've been trying to pursue that I think it, it can feel like I'm just trying to keep myself busy and I think that there is so much beauty in the downtime and I know that that can sound hypocritical coming from me but I really do think there is so much beauty in the downtime and that's something that I've had to learn um recently because I've I've been called out for it it's like you're keeping yourself busy and you're pursuing other people's hearts instead of kind of pursuing your own and you're never going to find peace like that and I think that that is it's so true and it can make it can make you resent people that are successful because you don't understand how they're doing it and you're like where is this coming from like how, why am I not successful I'm putting in all that I can into um what I'm doing and the reason is because it's it's never going to be enough because you don't have anything to give. Like, you're spent, and you're also trying to be too spread out. And there's so many other things, obviously, that go into success. But I think that for me, that's the number one thing that I've seen is I'm so drained that my best right now is, A, not my best because I am not coming from a place of restedness or a place of fulfillment or um, true gratification and desire from what I'm doing, but rather from this empty place or from this place of seeking that satisfaction of others. I love to talk about music with my friends. And one artist that I particularly love is Sufjan Stevens. Um, and one reason that I love his music, I promise this is not a huge tangent, but one reason that I especially love his music is because you can tell that it's written for him and that it's not written for the listeners. I mean, sure, it's beautiful to listen to and it's wonderful and it's enjoyable, but you can tell that this was something that was cathartic for him. And I think that 
when you can approach things from that perspective, it's so much easier to be successful because people see that passion. One of the most beautiful things that I think I get to witness and that we all get to witness in this world and in this life is seeing people talk about the things that they're passionate about. And so I think that that like if you come at if you come at what you're doing with a true sense of passion and not with any ulterior motives and that is hard because it's really easy to have those ulterior motives and not even know about it especially if you have built yourself up in the realm of basing your identity on what other people think of you because that's been something that's really challenging for me and I have to reassess my motives for things but I think that when you truly do that and you come at it from a genuine and authentic place you'll reap success because you're doing what you love and then as a byproduct you will reach quote-unquote success in this more superficial sense of um what other people what other people think and views or follows or whatever you want to call it but I think that that has to be a byproduct of it that can't really be why you're doing it and I would say like specifically with this podcast and things like that I mean obviously there's still so much room to grow and stuff like that. But this, I think, has been a really cool venture for me because I'm able to see that I'm doing it because I really enjoy it. And I don't often check the metrics or the views or things like that. I kind of did in the beginning. And then I was like, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, it does to an extent. And obviously, I'm so grateful for everybody that listens. But I think that this has really been a sort of journey of self-discovery for me. And I'm, I'm again, so grateful that I have wonderful listeners who are so kind and so supportive but I think that it really has been this self-discovery and this venture and that I would be okay even if nobody was listening you know because this is something that I really love to do and that I really appreciate and that's an outlet for me to express my thoughts and feelings and feel like I'm making a difference even if again nobody was listening just by having these conversations and things like that and I think that kind of delving off of that that definition of success is something that has been such a struggle for me because I was talking to somebody that I know and that I really really love and we were talking about success and they were like yeah well I mean if you're happy then that's success and this was earlier on um kind of before I had all of these revelations and I was like I don't think so like I see that in the general sense and I agree with it as a notion but in my heart like really, really in my heart, I felt like success and happiness were conflicting. I felt like if you were happy, then you were complacent. And um, I didn't want to be that. I felt like, you know, complacency is different than contentment. I think that complacency is where you're, you're comfortable where you're at, and you don't really want to pursue anything further. I think that contentment is having this place of okay, I feel good about where I'm at, but I'm also going to pursue further, you know? It's, it's, you can be proud of how far you've come, but still want to go further. And that was a really heart-searching moment, because she looked up when I said that, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like, this is not good, but happiness and success are so conflicting with me, because it's, if I can't be happy and be successful, then what am I doing? And I think that a lot of that came from pride, um, it came from a sense of the culture that we have of you have to work so hard. You have to work yourself into the bone. You have to be unhappy to be successful. I think that all of that kind of does come from this workaholic culture that we have in our society, but also just from a lot of pride, a lot of like, it doesn't really matter if I'm happy because I, I want to be recognized. I want to be well known. I want to be 
the best. I can sacrifice happiness for all of that because I'm different, you know? It's, like, quote-unquote different. And I think that that is an interesting place (laughs) to be and definitely was a moment where I had to check in with myself and my own pride and be like, why do I think that? And that was kind of where all of this conversation sprouted from was really that one thing about success I think ties a lot more into contentment than complacency because contentment allows for happiness um, and complacency. Well, I think that sometimes, you know, knowing your limits is, is good. I think that complacency is not where I want to be personally, but I think that contentment is that nice line between just pursuing something and not being happy and being drained and being complacent. And so I think that contentment is really now how I'm defining happiness and what I'm trying to bring into 2021. I totally recommend setting words or a word for the year. And I think that this year, contentment is definitely one of my big three. Because um, I think that just being a lot, being able to allow myself to just be and to just kind of sit and allow myself to maybe not be productive sometimes and allow myself to be proud of where I've of where I've come but also allow myself to look forward and not feel that pressure of validation and allow myself to be misunderstood giving giving others that freedom to misunderstand me but also pursuing things I think that everything that I've kind of talked about in this episode it, it all intertwines and it all goes together but it all kind of centers around that sense of contentment within myself and within my accomplishments um and whatever else may come and just having that grounding sense of faith that I will be okay and that I know who I am I think that identity is another big one for this year for me really trying to find out who I am away from the phrase of what others want me to be or what I feel like more often than not others want me to be or what I feel like would be the best outward um portrayal of me I think that there's always it's always good to want to be the best version of you but I think it's important to acknowledge where you're at Um, just like with any other project or things like that that we've just been talking about I think it's important to have contentment for where where you've come and the person that you've grown to be but also to you know acknowledge where you're going and to really try to have that journey of self-discovery because I think that that's that's one of the most important things that we can do and having compassion for yourself along the way having compassion when you make those mistakes I think that that ties into contentment um but yeah that's kind of just what I wanted to talk about this this episode and definitely let me know your thoughts I really really appreciate you guys and I hope that you guys are feeling fulfilled and content and learning who you are um too because I think that you guys are all beautiful people and I am so excited for the future of this podcast and for the rest of this season and I just want to say again thank you so 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 much and I will keep you guys updated on everything Um, please remember to like, subscribe, and share with people, because that is so, so helpful. Um, sending all of my love again. (laughs) Bye!